Once they said that, I was like, fuck everything that's happening right now. Fuck this, dude. They're just giving us something to make us so happy and numb. So, yeah. I say this to everybody that I meet. Right when COVID shut us down, right? I was out of work early on and everything. And I was sitting outside with some of our really close friends. And they're like, well, you know, two weeks and this will all be over. And I was like, bro, two weeks? This is a 9-11 style thing. Think about what 9-11 changed. It fucking changed everything in this country. Everything. everything. R- ripples to today. Ripples through to today. Yeah. I go, this is a 9-11, but like a whole global terrible thing. I mean, millions and millions of people died. There was like all the controversy, all oh, the numbers are inflated, this and that. No, like those people died. Yeah. Like that's not, there's no conspiracy about how, how many people died. Right. Like looking back at it, obviously lenses are 2020 well wait no let's go back on that one hold on there is conspiracy on how many people died but there's no arguing the fact that people died of covid correct yeah so i mean people died with covid in their system so like they they say car crash um, and they say that was covid so they they say that numbers may have been inflated inflated here in america but they know that numbers were suppressed in russia in china you know places there the numbers were probably suppressed they were more people dying than they tell you about of course Regardless, a lot of people died. Um, and it just, I don't know, that's going to ripple through our society for and, and until then, the next thing that we got to stay at home for. Look, you know what I mean? The, the, and the, that, no, that's exactly right, which is so scary that it could be paralleled. Here's the thing I'm so scared about with, with, uh, with COVID. Go a thousand years out or a hundred years out when people are investigating it and seeing the black, black plague of the, what, 21st century, right? Or where, wherever we're at, 21st it's a, century. It's a once in a hundred year, uh, Play, you know? Well, that's what they say, but I mean, like, we'll never know the opposite side of it, and I think that's going to be the true end of it because it was politicized. Look, it started- I always look at it like this, right? Is like I think it's not. I want to say it's like Schrodinger's cat or whatever, but the other, it's not that. There's a philosophy, or it's been studied a bunch of times that basically, like, the simplest thing. The simplest thing is probably true. But yeah, if, if you like, hear hooves, you think really, horses, not zebras. Right? Yeah, like. If you really boil it down, what was easier? What was more likely that like this shit was like invented in a lab and it got out or like came out of the jungle, bat flew on some shit, (laughs) somebody ate the bat. You know what I mean? It's dude. I mean, like if weed is found in my dad's house and I'm 18 years old, they're not looking. He's not looking at my stepmom. No. He's not looking out in the yard for the fucking landscapers. Where did this come, where did this come from? Yeah, I can't no, believe this. It's, you know, like, he's not looking at that. Yeah. He's like, this weed came from my kid, period, end of sentence. Yeah. You know, and that's what happened. My, my ex and I used to argue over that same concept. She's like, yeah, but oh, what, the whole world got on thing? And I would say, look, if I'm watching the Broncos from the 50-yard line, home side, and I see a wave breakout, 
I can plan by the time it gets around here to tickle your armpit. And that's exactly what happened. We saw a wave break out, and a lot of people who are smarter than the rest of us said, let's pounce. This is our opportunity, you know? And that's, that's, you know, unfortunate because... It's human nature to do what's best for you regardless it's so unfortunate because there's sometimes it's over that it's there's times that are just like i mean like look you're a person of morals right yeah if you were offered a hundred million dollars to kill lewis i'd do it of course but if you were offered a hundred million dollars to betray your country in some way that only you knew how would you trade your soul i can't see myself ever getting country. into a position for that but like, I mean, like, I would. Where do I gotta go? Li- where do I have to go? Like, live? Do I have to like go live in like what, seclusion in like well, Africa? No, or no, like, like, what if you could be you right now, but your uncle, your uncle was the key to everything for America, and you could either give him some uncle that you didn't care about for a hundred million dollars. I love my uncle, but I mean, what if you didn't? And someone offered you a hundred million dollars for your uncle. But the thing is, the end result is China or whoever is going to be better than America now because of your decision. But now you can live like a king for the rest of your life. Would you sell your soul for that moment? Then that's the question. Like, I don't even know how we got here because I'm really fucking everything's <laughs> melting around me right now. But that that poster is <laughs> definitely moving. That poster is. I I love that dude. Welcome to my oh, fucking ceiling. Adds to it now, dude. Wow, that's new as of today. And you can hear a difference in here. No echo, even with the door open. To be honest with you, now that I'm thinking about it, on my dad's side, I don't know my uncle, right? Yeah. And if someone was like, we're going to kill this guy and you get $100 million. and Just tell us no, where he's at. Just tell us where he's at. Well, first off, if I knew, I'd probably be like, okay, all right. <laughs> but if you knew the end result was you're selling out your country? Maybe my uncle, I'd be cool with. My country, I don't know. Let's get back to your restaurant, man. Like, so you guys have been open now since May, you said? Yeah, like May 1st. And you're projected to go. Do you guys run on projections or do you guys just around? Right now, we're just trying to figure out and try and get the ship righted. I think we had a rough go of it. This whole not having, I don't know what the word is, but they were probably a little off base on what they thought the projections for the summer were going to be. Right. Like knowing the, knowing the area a little bit better than than they do yeah i think uh we're maybe a little lower than we should be but i got a, a buddy who works for you guys he says you guys are slammed all the time he's got a few little issues i don't know if he always has his earphone in his head while he's working and shit like that talking to his girl no 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 he's pretty straight up when we're working he loves working there dude. oh yeah yeah like between you me and the 500 and people that listen 500 people he, that. he acts like he acts like uh he listens but i don't think he's ever listened you know? so well, we if he say, does listen he does a great job I mean, there's definitely room for improvement with everybody. And I think that we're one thing that I like about where we're working, talking about the place is like we're trying to foster growth in people. You know what I mean? Like I want everybody to leave like a little bit better. I feel like that's like one thing I try and instill on everybody is like if you've worked with me or for, or for me, like I hope that you leave a little bit better. Like there's yeah. like a little like imprint of like, oh, shit, like I remember him saying like you need you should do it like this because of this blah 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 blah. He talks about this all the time, dude. So I like, try and leave a little mark. There's a thousand things I could interject as a as a chef for 20 years and as an yeah. owner and stuff, but I'm just gonna like set back for a minute because this guy talks all the time about like you asking him to read books. Like we yeah. had a, we had a huge podcast with a guy named Ben from Las Vegas. What's the word? Uh, he goes in and fixes places that are fucked up. Whatever you hire this company, oh, like can, a um, consultant. Consultant, yeah. yeah. And, and that's a that's a. 
big thing he talked about when he ran restaurants, he would make sure everybody was not just serve safe, but also like, uh, what's it called where you fucking resuscitate people and shit like that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like everybody had to be certified for that. And then he would make everybody learn a second language. That's and, cool. And he would give everybody like weekly topics to learn and he would quiz them as he walked through just to keep people engaged at work. You know? I love that. But like you, you can't really do that now. I just try and engage people through like conversations and like Dude, some of it's a little selfish, like being like, yo, read about this guy. And like, let's talk about him. You know what I mean? Like this is this is a result, dude, of yeah. uh, you doing this for a decade or more. Right. Like this guy right here is your product. Like, I'm not kidding, dude. He brings you up. Listen to our podcast. He brings you up all the time about like shit you made him read or asked him to read. And oh, dude, you set him down a fucking road, dude. Like you should be proud Making of that, man. The, chef. the biggest compliment you can have. And I've got this over Thanks the years, dude. The, the biggest compliment you can have is people going on to culinary school or people going on to becoming chefs Yeah, who came up under you, dude. Like that's the hugest thing you can have. You got a guy right here, it's a sous chef now because of things that you started. And I'm sure you got a hundred other people like that under you, man. Like I, you got I a so. good reputation in this area, dude. I'm a transplant coming in. I'm telling you that, dude. As like I hope so. I try and um, you know, I was a little misguided there for a while and I still can get pretty hot at times. I love that about you, dude. Good. It's passion, bro. Um, but uh, you know I mean one of the great stories I told them, I was like, Yeah, I thought uh Thomas was just fucking on the line, just fucking Whatever, just a fucking chef from, went to school and blah, blah, blah at Fit the Ocean. But one time I was falling behind and he was like, what the fuck are you doing? I was like, what the fuck? He fucking jumped behind and fucking moved me out the fucking way and busted out like fucking 10 tables at once. And yeah, I was like, yeah. I'm going to shut the fuck up and listen. It's a, it's a humbling experience, man. I'm, like, I'm going to shut yeah, the man, fuck I, up. Yeah, I, man, I, uh, I, I, that's another reason why I like where I'm at is just like. I have the environment where I can like foster people. Like I got this kid, Alex, right now. He's 19. He's my prep cook. And like he wants to be like an architect or whatever, but like he is solid. And like if he just pays attention to what I'm showing him, like he'll be able to run a kitchen and like life he, skills, man. Kitchen hacks, man. Bro. He, and <laughs> he's good. He came to me good. But in the couple of weeks that I've, or in the couple of months that I've had him, he's like, I got him doing my whole opening route now and he doesn't even know it. Yeah, I used to come in like an hour, hour and a half early, and I just kind of like showed him how to do it. Just every day you teach him one thing. Okay. Yeah, and then the next day you say, "Hey, let's do that thing that we did yesterday. Let's do it again." Yeah, and then the third day you do that and say, "Hey, remember that thing that we did in the last two days? Hey, let's do it again." When kids ask me the secret to life, I say, <laughs> "Make it comprehensive. If you learned it yesterday, apply it today. Use it tomorrow and learn something else today. Use yep. that the next day, right? I mean, it's not complicated. Next thing you know, next thing you know, you're telling somebody, "Hey." um, cover for me i'm not gonna be around they're like i don't know what to do i don't know what to do you got it it's just like you've already been doing it homie like yeah. you didn't even know yeah i kind of take that approach with one of our uh, other friends mutual friend that used to work with us over there oh you're talking you're not oh, talking god. about scooter who's, oh god who's scooter oh god we'll edit this out kyle kyle Oh, Schmega Man. Schmega. Schmega yeah. Man. I was like, wait a minute, hold on. I'm I've Scooter, dude. Take... I'm Scooter. Like, you know. No, I was trying to say, like, you know, he built, uh, he uh, built he that scooter. He built that scooter. He built it in my garage. Yeah. Yeah, he built that right here. Well, it's still a mess out there. <laughs> 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 I've tried to take him under my wing, bro. Like, I really have. He, he resists. Yeah, of course he does. He knows better. That's, that's his fault. Like, we've talked at length yeah. about Kyle. Kyle almost, almost has an endearing quality. Until you get to know him, and then he doesn't. Like, yeah. there's that, and that's his own downfall, dude. The day we discovered that was the day he goes, Watch this. He goes, Yeah, he goes, He goes, Hey, 
I remember driving down that road, something somebody was talking about. He was like, there was a three-legged horse there, and no shit. My brother had a friend with a three-legged horse, and we just fell over <laughs> fucking crying laughing. because like, no, We didn't always know somebody that knows somebody. <laughs> yeah, he just wants to be included, yeah. but then like doesn't, has that little bit of social like anxiety that like blows it at the last moment, and yeah. then he's at a point now in his life where like so many people have been like, all right, whatever, Kyle, fuck off, yeah. that he's like, all right, well, now like what does it even matter? They're PTS Kyle. Yeah. Yep. It's the bring up my really hot fucking sister or whatever. And they get all butthurt. And they yeah. get mad when people say they want to fuck my really hot sister. Well, you just brought her up out of nowhere. You brought her up for attention. And the world wants to fuck. The world, other than you, <laughs> which means secretly oh, you no, he wants to fuck. want to fuck your own stepsister, 25 fucking people removed if she's even your stepsister. Yeah, he would. He would. I know I he did. would. I would push his hips while he was fucking her. Yeah. That's how hot she was, dude. <laughs> she was I, mean, <laughs> I mean, that chick was hot as fuck, man. Oh, Kyle. And from Estonia, even cooler. Yeah. Oh, pass me the weed, dude. I'm going to get Estonia right now. <laughs> Estonia. Well, that's really cool, man. I work for big corporations where, like, you do your monthly meeting, you kind of fight the corporation off like their parents and you're in college, you know, like. I kind of like the, like, the, the, after being with where I was the last three years, like, and especially even back to, our, we already said it, but 50, going back to 50, like, it was so loose and shoot from the hip that, like, I like the structure. Right. And, like, I do really well in it. I kind of struggle at times of, like, all right, do your own thing. I, like, kind of, like, take on too much and then get overwhelmed and uh, stop. You know what I mean? Like, I just, like, quit. Oh, but, dear. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's that's kind of my MO is, like, start 100 things, get overwhelmed, and then, like, freak out and not know where to go. You just let half of them slide and you go yeah. with what works. And, yeah, exactly. I, I, that's kind of my MO, too. But with these guys, it's like, this is what I need you to work on this week. Right. I'm like, done. It's done. It's done by Tuesday. And then I'm fucking around for the rest of the week. Right. Sometimes I think that I would do great in an office. You know what I mean? Sometimes I'd be terrible. Sometimes it'd be like, all right, finish this project. And be like, boom, done. Now I'm going to fuck off for a month. Well, that's one minute you know? manager, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, fuck them. Like, that's, yeah. that's one of my whole philosophies of like running a kitchen is just like five minute manager, right? Where you take on five projects every day yeah. and you all you focus on are those five things and you try and knock one off. And then as soon as you knock one off, you add one more. That's a- and if there's something that is just on your head, you, you know that it's back there, you know you got to do it. It might not have a time time frame on it, but think about the best ways to solve it and then hit it. When Dude, you, when that, you do it. that mentality comes with time. Like, yeah. you, cause you, you beat yourself up for so long over not being able to get it all done, you know, yeah. in the day and that's, stuff. That's where and, I'm at now. Dude, that, well, that's sometimes it spirals out of control, but whenever I go into a kitchen and like when I'm managing a kitchen, it's a little easier here than in other places. And the more structured the kitchen is, the easier it is. But walking in with a plan of accomplishing five things, yeah. No, what are the five things? Because if I have to do anything more than five things, I know I'm, it's just not going to go well. So one of the five things might be I have to sit down and gather all the invoices, add the, put them into the computer, figure out what the food cost is, figure out what the budget is, yep. how much am I going to spend the rest of the week. That's one thing. That's one? That might be Shit. one. Well, dude, that actually, that actually could even be considered what comes with the structure that you inherit. Correct. Right. What you bring in, I think what you're saying is really smart. Like I worked for a guy in Vegas like that. He was this German chef and he was blah, 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 right. And I was hired sous chef of the restaurant two days before he was hired chef because they made like a full sale change. Right. And his big thing he used to say to me all the time was don't change a fucking thing. Change three things in like literally in a month. If not, you get a revolt 
in the restaurant, and everybody yeah, yeah. starts like, "That's not the way we do it." And yada yada. Blah. So you change three, it without them. You change them without them knowing that you're changing. Three anything. little things. You come in like, "Yo, guys, I'm just here to fucking keep the ship going the way it is. Everything's wonderful." Yeah. <laughs> but why don't we just like? Why don't we put the salt here? Yeah, put the salt here, literally. <laughs> and then you're focused on it for like a week, and it's like, all right, cool, the salt's there. But then you know you what really else we're gonna do next week? Move next week is just like, all right, you're gonna put the pepper next to it, yeah. and then. All of a sudden, like the next thing you know, is the whole fucking dry storage is rearranged. That's right. And, that's uh, right. No, that's right. Realize there's it's like, a fucking mind one day fuck. you one day no, you walk into bad. dry storage and it's like completely different than it was the day before. And you're like, <laughs> when did this happen? And it's like over time. Yeah, no, that's no that. Or you know what? Months, but you know, they all got it. Or you know what? Or or you guys just accepted the fact that like what we're doing is right. The changes yeah. we're making is right. And while you were banging shit out over the last three nights on the line. I was changing the way the walk-in set up. Yeah. But all you do is come in and fuck the walk-in up anyways. So it doesn't my jo- matter to you. My job it? is to straighten it back up, right? That's the yeah. first, Make sure it's, an orga- it's that's organized. That's one of the first things he's like, your walk-in has to be like, you walked in there and the that's, walk-in was that's fucking your, shit. Look, if you're a businessman, your he's desk like, is your reality. If you're yeah. a chef, your walk-in is your reality. Yeah, it's got to be organized. The more, everything's got to be. I know that like, if I walk wow. into a kitchen and I need to know what's going on, the first thing that I'll do is walk into the walk-in cooler, look around and be like, I'm going to find five things and I'm going to tell you what person is mis- mismanaging. And, you know, you have to bring in the whole picture too. like sometimes perception isn't necessarily reality. But at the same token, you can walk in and be like, OK, all your stuff is pushed to the back. There's no labels on things. The labels, the tapes are all fucked up. If, if I labels. walk in and I see that everything is labeled in a zone. The, the floor is clean. That's another big one with me is like, if the floor is clean, I know like 50 Ocean, I could tell you what kind of day we were going to have based on how clean the floor was when I walked in and if there was paper towel and soap in the um, dispensers. Yeah. If all that was taken care of, by the, I, knew by the hand washing spots. Yeah. I knew that everything was like running tight. If there was fucking shit everywhere and there was a lot of communication, whatever, I'd be like, all right, here we go. Here we go today. <laughs> Dude, what's like the- if I would walk into Brick and like there was fucking the fries and the oil all like on the spot there and the fucking pile of dishes and this person uh, fucking uh, what's her name sitting outside on the milk crate and whatever else. <laughs> I'll be like, all right, they got fucked up, you know, as, as soon as you walk in. I, I love that actually about being like an old dog in the kitchen. You can look at rice from across the kitchen and know if it's cooked or not. You don't need to fucking temp something. No. You don't need to know if it needs to be recovered or when, how long they put it down. You can see it. By how long it is, by how much moisture's around yeah. it, the yeah. whole, and that that transpires. Uh, the other day, I was like, "You overcooked that risotto," and someone was like, "How do you know that?" And I was like, "Look at it, like you're 20 feet away." And <laughs> yeah. I was like, yeah. yeah, I don't need to be next to it to see that you fucked it up because you didn't measure it. Just got to measure. There's a couple things that I always measure. It doesn't matter what it is. I've been doing it for 20 years. Risotto, I will always measure it mm-hmm. every single time. Yeah, risotto every yep. time, dude. That's uh, that's it's so simple. Rice. Rice in general, really. Two to one, easy three to, to one. It figure it out. It's, it's simple. super easy. It's simple. It, but you run into complications and all these all these fucking untrained chefs that don't go to culinary school. They're like, oh, I know what I'm doing. And like they're like, all right, measure out a cup. And you get the fucking thing. It's like, that's 10 ounces. No yeah. wonder your rice is always undercooked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you're not measuring we're, it properly. We're on top of that. You're going to be really fucking cool and creative. And you're going to add this or that. 
Well, that sucks up moisture. So how much more water do you need to add when you're putting onions in there? Yeah, how exactly. How much do you, or less do you need to add when you're putting onions in there? Or whatever the fuck the measurement is. Like Ratios, baby. It's Ratio. it's all Pandora's box. That's the way I look at it. Look. <laughs> For me, look. too, like ratios, like if you know your ratios, you can make anything. Those are framework from people that were laid out hundreds of years before us when they were cooking in kitchens with like hearth ovens and shit. Oh, yeah. Custard is two parts cream, one part egg. That's it. Now you know how to make bread pudding. For the rest now of your life. Now you know how to make quiche. Yeah. Now you know how to make anything. Uh, you know uh, what that is? Anything. That, it, this is huge. We talk about this all the time in the podcast. That's the why. And that's what makes you chef. A chef knows the, why. The yeah. answer to what makes a chef in the kitchen is, you know why. It doesn't matter. From cost to recipes, you know why. Why? Not even just why it works in the recipe. Why is it in our yeah. recipe? Yeah, and maybe if you hang out with me for five years, you'll figure out why, but I'm not... Like, you can't just, like, say it, <laughs> Oh, right? no, like, no, of course not, dude. You don't fucking let that... You're a magician, man. But you dude, got my... You got, like, you got like how I operate just a little do bit it. in that little segment right there. <laughs> yeah. But that's how I operate. Dude, well, that's... Man. No, but that's, that's... But you know what? You just gave everybody a little insight to the reason why you're a chef, man. And that's yeah. what we're looking for, man. Like, that's the whole thing. Like, every, every fucking captain of their ship, every chef of their kitchen has their reasons why they do what they do, and they have their, like tricks i always say like once you know the rules you can break them so my, if my you go old into chef a- used to say it like this man and just like you sit down at a poker table you get dealt three cards that's all you know how to do yeah right is those three cards <laughs> then you get another card you get another card and as you continue to play poker you get different hands and you're dealt different hands and you learn how to navigate that every time you're dealt something you have to look at the situation See what you can learn from it and take it and put it in your back pocket. Now it's in your hand. And the longer and longer you go playing cards, the better hands you get. That's right. You know how to navigate it. You know when to fold them and you know when to hold them. That's it, baby. That's <laughs> oh, it. No, nah, but that's it, man. That's, I always like to say, too, like there's only so many pe- different types of people in the world. Yeah, there's 7 billion of them and like we're all unique, whatever. That's not true. There's like a certain amount of people, right? <laughs> and you're like, you can categorize people. Like, you know, like. Yeah. Same thing in restaurant. Yeah, I do. Like I always say, man, look, for billionaires to poppers, man, like show me the house. Show me the man. You know what I'm saying? Like, how do you keep your home? You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, how do you keep your home? That that's all that really to me shows you the person. Like, you could be a billionaire, but if your wife is fucking a hot mess in the third year <laughs> age, that shows me the man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, that just shows me the man. I and I used to work like, dude, the boss for me. That was the boss to end all bosses was a guy named Chuck Beluth, man. And he used to fucking pull me aside, pull me under his arm right here. Cal Neva Lake Tahoe. We'd do 500 covers a day and we'd do seven weddings a day during the wedding season. Right. So and they were average 250 to 500 people per wedding plated. Right. Like it was insane, dude. And this guy pulled me aside. He'd say, Scott, you're only as old as the girl you wake up next to. I was like. All right, that's fair. Okay, that's, that's fair. fair. But you love your wife, and she's going to get older with you. It's not like you're waking up with 26-year-olds till you're 70. Yeah. You know, so. You want to take a break? I like yeah, yeah, yeah. Move around a little bit. You want to jump in the pool or something, dude? Yeah, pool. Yeah, man, jump in. Really? Why the weather, when 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 the